president. Agree? Disagree? Yeah. I mean, I think if you're going to let it, if you're going to have an athletic department, it needs to function as an athletic department and not a, um, you know, uh, monarchy in which the sport coach can choose, you know, how to go about everything. Um, yeah, I, I completely agree with that because I think you're wasting expertise. I think you're, um, you know, you're not letting the professionals be professionals, letting the experts be experts. So I, I completely agree with that. I don't think it should be that CEO model, what I say goes, and then you guys fill in the gaps. <clears throat> How do you handle that, in your opinion, with these schools that, like you said, they have their, their football coaches are making, you know, tons of monies and they're driving all these decisions. How do you balance that? with the fact like okay they're bringing in the money but it's like is that ultimate like that's not what college athletics is supposed to be about like what are we doing here yeah so i am and and part of the driving force of my decision uh to step out for a little bit was that i entered collegiate athletics because i it's about the kid right i want to give the kid the best experience i want to keep them the healthiest i want to give them the best chance for you know, success. And I find that when you break it down to that level and when you talk to people in collegiate athletics, most of them, you know, believe, okay, like we are, we're here for the kid, right? Um, but it becomes very much not about that. And like you said, very much about the money. And that becomes the thing that's driving the decisions. And I understand it, right? Athletics is a for profit business. I completely understand it. Um, but when you, you have that and you have, like you said, these coaches getting paid these crazy, you know, these crazy salaries, I mean, look at the differential between what a football strength coach gets paid, um, right? And, you know, for people who don't know, some of these guys are making six, seven, eight hundred thousand dollars um, and an Olympic strength coach at a mid-major might make, you know, a $25,000 stipend, um, might make $30,000. Um, so you ask yourself, like you were saying, there's that huge differential and yet you expect everybody to operate at this, this just high, high standard, right? <clears throat> for you, when you were in it, how did you handle, you know, your athletes? Like you said, you're in it for them and you're in it to serve them. How did you do it? Because looking at what their travel schedule is like, how are you able to actually best program for them? Because, you know, shout out to you and anybody else doing it. Cause that is just unbelievably difficult when you think about travel schedules. Um, I think you question yourself a lot. I think you, I, I think it's true, right? You, because you know, inherently, like if you know the science, you understand it, you know that, you know, you could do everything correctly. Um, and things are still going to happen. Kids are still going to get hurt. That's the nature of sport. Um, but you sit there and you second guess yourself a lot and you say, are we doing too much? Are we doing too little? Are we recovering enough? Should I be more involved in the recovery? Should I be less involved? Would it be better if we let them sleep? Would it be better if they came in and did, you know, a regenerative session? Um, so I have no great strategic answer for that other than you, you see what works, but you question yourself a lot, right? Um, because there's always that thought in your mind that like, maybe you made the wrong choice, right? You're like, maybe they could have slept for four more hours and maybe that's on me, right? Um, and then you have the kids bitching because they don't want to get out of bed, you know, things like that, right? Exactly. Um, and, you know, if you try to explain to a college kid that they have to wake up at nine on a weekend to come in for a regen because it's better for them and you care about them, they don't give a shit uh, about that, you yeah, know. in one ear, out the other. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I think it's a lot of, like, thinking about your decisions 50 times before and after you make them, which is super counterproductive, I think, so, you know. Well, 
you know, changing subjects again, now you're out of it and now you're in the private sector. Um, you know, you talked about it a little bit, but kind of go in depth because you're not the only person that's doing that. You're not the only person getting out and, and venturing down this path. So, you know, dive, dive down a little bit more about why that's so important to you and why, you, why you did make the move. Um, you know, obviously I made the move because I wanted a different type of lifestyle. I wanted, um, you know, more time with my family, more time with my friends, like on a personal note, you know, a lot of, I'm 30, so a lot of my close friends are like having kids and things like that. And those are things that I want to share with them. And I'm tired of, you know, sending a gift to the baby shower and not going or sending a gift to the wedding and not going. You know what I mean? And oh, yeah. my friends have been super supportive of that. But I feel like now it's just like, oh, Jess doesn't fucking come to these things. Like she can't. Don't even invite her. She's not even going to go. Why waste the invite? Come to this shit. Um, <laughs> so, you know, um, so it's. You know, stuff like that, that was kind of weighing on me a little bit, but also um, the desire to to kind of remove myself from uh, that environment and see the bigger picture a little bit. I think that a lot of people get in a collegiate and they sit there for 20 years, right? And I didn't want to be there in 20 years and be like, oh my God, did I just do the same shit for 20 years you know did i work with the same teams did i talk to the same people did i write the same programs because there's only so many freaking exercises out there um you know and so i kind of wanted to take a step back and look at the bigger picture and and figure out you know within this space within um performance and health and wellness and you know what i really wanted to do long term right and what was going to be sustainable for the life that i wanted to live so you know, our listeners out there might be listening and they're like, okay, yeah, that sounds good. But I mean, that's terrifying to make that leap from, okay, college. And, and you know, like you said, okay, at the very least I might be doing it, but you know what's happening, you know, to go into that world of the unknown. Um, how did you kind of prepare that? Cause you talked about having your own business. Um, how long had you been in business? What were kind of some of the things that you learned along the way? Yeah. I mean, I was, um, I was really fortunate to several years back have kind of started, um, you know, essentially from a need standpoint, started taking clients online and programming for clients online and things like that. And, you know, I think 2015, 2016, 2017, it was me, you know, making programs for friends and sending out Excel spreadsheets and you're, you were uh, a really adapter. Good for you. Like, wait, like that's impressive. I, tr- I did a lot of stupid shit. I could have made a lot more money than I did. I'm going to tell you that up front right now. Like this, you know, um, but from a need perspective, right? Because I mean, I was in, I was in grad school at Michigan. I was interning 35 hours a week. I was like a breakfast waitress on the weekend and oh I still had like $7, right? So I was like, I need to do something. Um, and I had, you know, put all my eggs in this like strength and conditioning basket. And I'm like, I'm going to sell online shit. So, you know, first you start out, you're selling it for no money, pretty much, you know, you start making some money. And so I've been fortunate enough to have the access and the platform to do something like that for several years. It's only been the last couple of years that I've really kind of aggressively monetized it and got into that. Um, But again, it was a lot of years of kind of undercharging, not knowing my value, figuring things out, figuring out what people outside of athletics wanted. Um, because it's a very different market in terms of um, what they want, you know, what the results they want to see, but also what um, type of marketing speaks to them um, and how can I, you know, talk to my ideal client and things like that. Um, But the last several years has really just been an experiment of me balancing this with 
um, collegiate and then eventually this becoming my primary source of income when I was at Purdue, continuing to grow while I was at Penn State and then, you know, me being fortunate enough to have the ability to say, hey, like I can take a break right now. So. No, that's awesome. And <clears throat> so what kind of is your, you know, target uh, avatar audience for right now with your um, public training or excuse me, your personal training, I saw on the website, it was, you know, essentially like, Hey, only enter here if you want to actually be a badass, right? Like, yeah, no, absolutely. So, um, I think my, I, I'll start by saying I have a lot of different clients, right? My, my clients vary, um, pretty widely in terms of lifting experience, things like that. Um, I have, I would say my most frequent client and the person that I speak to the hardest is people who are, a little bit misinformed just based off of everything we've consumed for the last 10, 15, 20 years. Uh, right. I mean, it's shit. Um, all the shit. And so kind of, um, breaking down some of that, that diet culture stuff, um, putting weightlifting, um, you know, making it less intimidating, helping, especially women understand that, um, that is the way that they're going to get the body that most of them want. You know, most of them want this toned athletic appearance and, you know, whether it's group workout classes or Pilates or bar, you know, they're seeing things on the internet about how they can get there. And so kind of breaking down that barrier and being like, Hey, like, you know, if you lift, you're going to look better, you're going to feel better. Like it, it's just, you're telling me what you want. I'm telling you how to get there. You can either believe me or not believe me. Um, you know, so kind of breaking down that intimidation and then also undoing, like I said, years of just diet culture bullshit, especially aimed at women. Um, the last 20 years has been really predatory in terms of like, you need to be thin, um, oh. you know, and period. Um, so, and I think that's just a crock of shit and uh, I'm here to help get rid of it, you know? So. Fucking right. Yeah. Like just eradicate the bullshit. I love 